Listen up, MotoCast listeners. GoDaddy hosting plans are more powerful than ever. Best of all, plans start at just $3.95 a month. And no matter what plan you choose, your site receives 24-7 maintenance and protection in the GoDaddy.com world-class data center. Plus, as a listener of MuggleCast, enter code RON, that's R-O-N, when you check out and get your .com domain name for just $6.95 a year. Some restrictions always apply, but check that site out for the details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy. This is, this is Professor McGonagall welcoming you to all to MuggleCast, hoping you enjoyed. Dobby, Dobby, come here. Yeah, Dobby. Yes, well, I'd just like to say how very pleased I am to introduce MuggleCast to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Because we've reached four years of Harry Potter podcasting, this is MuggleCast, episode 178, for August 20th, 2009. Welcome to MuggleCast, episode 178. It's uh, been a few weeks. But we have a we have a lovely little group here this week. We have uh, Mike and <sighs> Ben alongside me. Now, Ben, that's very rude to blow your nose. It is rude. I- I'm sorry, man. I-, I got allergies. It's it's hay fever. Four years of podcast. We're here to celebrate four years of MuggleCast and to celebrate our professionalism over the years. And this is how you yeah you start off the show. Well, know, he's just dude. so upset. He can't believe it's been four years. I know. Dude. Yeah, Tears yeah. of joy. Tears of joy, Andrew. Allergies. You can't believe they're allergies. Jamie, how have you been? It's been a while. Good. Good. I'm I'm a working man now. I'm a, I'm a working ah. man trying to work my way up in the harsh world of careers. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. easy. And Ben... It's not ben, easy. Ben, you're... Be- <laughs> yeah, Jamie, I don't know if you know this, but Mike is unemployed right now. No, no, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, You've been having interviews, haven't you? All over the place. Yep. None of them have uh, turned into anything, though, yet. No. I will keep and it up. And Ben's back in Kansas. I know, back to where it all began. Back before right. Andrew Sims became the Howard Stern of Harry Potter. <laughs> hey now. Well, anyway, uh, we have a great show today. We're gonna talk. We're gonna catch up on some news, get to some emails, and uh, commemorate uh, four years of MuggleCast. I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Ben Shane. I'm Jamie Lawrence. And I'm Mike Tannenbaum. All right, Michael, what's been going on in the news over the past few weeks? Well, uh, Half-Blood Prince continues to do well at the box office. The most recent numbers I was able to find. It's made $577.7 million internationally. And worldwide, it's, right. uh, it's at $861.7 million 
making it number 17 among all-time box office earners, just behind Finding Nemo. That's okay. I mean... Nah, yeah, I mean, it's pocket change, right? I mean, if you were a businessman... Yeah, 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 so why don't we get Ben's opinion? (laughs) Jamie, what, um... What do you think of the movie? We haven't heard what you thought about it. I yet. thought it was pretty Have you awesome. Seen it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've you know what's it. out? <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Tell us what you thought about it. I thought it was pretty awesome. The the one thing that was going to spoil it for me was when Harry was underneath the uh, tower, and um, Dumbledore. You know, they've just come back from the cave, and Snape. Oh, sorry, and the Death Eaters come in. I thought that if Dumbledore didn't um, petrify. No, we're not, he um, immobilizes Harry, right? W- right? With his wand. Right. Yeah, but he didn't do that in the movie. And that, for me, mm. was going to ruin it until Snape came down and put his finger to his lips because I thought that, you know, Harry is such a stubborn character that, like, even if all these Death Eaters were there and they were going to kill Dumbledore, he would, like, break out there and, like, say, no, 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 you can't kill him and stuff. So I'm glad Snape, that was explained because I was like, you really can't do that. But I thought it was awesome. I thought Greyback was incredible. Uh, but, like, he's a cage, really? he's a cage fighter. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was cool. Well, what do you like about him? I mean, just like some people were saying, you know, he didn't talk. He, he really didn't have any lines. He was sort of just in the background yeah, but the whole time. He wasn't going to, was he? Like, I, I always thought in the movies he'd be one of those characters that was, you know, visually impressive, but they wouldn't give him any yeah. big parts because they didn't really have enough time. Um, True. I thought, True. like, the locket scene uh, was pretty awesome. Like, the fire when Harry was underwater was incredible. Uh, yeah, I, it was. I thought the opening with London was really, really well done. Like, I like that that they started the movie with like a very, very like normal tone. So it sort of like it wasn't a Harry Potter film straight away, and then it turned into one, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trying to think. favorite film yet? Sorry. Best film yet? Oh yeah, easily, easily, easily. That doesn't surprise me though. Like, I just think they get better once they learn how to do it. Like, I saw the first one yeah. the other day, and I was like. Oh my god, that is terrible. <laughs> yeah. I I I watched um Sorcerer's Stone after I saw Half Blood Prince for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And like the Quidditch, just like looking at how that's advanced so much. Like the Quidditch is so like like just the visual effects yeah, yeah. are so much more realistic. In Sorcerer's Stone it was all, you know, colorful and perfect and then this is just like a miserable Quidditch stadium. It was really cool. Sorcerer's yeah, yeah, Stone yeah, came yeah, out right, in right. two thousand one, right? Or, or two thousand. I can never remember. It was one of the two. But yeah, it's been almost. It's gonna be ten years after the first film. Yeah, that's insane. I thought it was an awesome movie, though. Overall, really, yeah. really good. Um, cool. Well, glad you enjoyed. Trying to think what else I thought while I watched it. I was gonna ask you: Did you have a problem with the whole Snape not saying "Don't call me a coward"? Like, wait, mm. I thought he did, didn't he? Well, Harry says the Snape he coward. Yeah, uh, yeah, but then Snape doesn't say anything back. Whereas in the book, he does. Not, not really. Like, like. I like. I think that's a very book thing. Like Snape's like possibility of being either evil or good, and like his like. I think when you turn a book into a film, you can't like. You have to personify characters in very different ways because it's a completely different medium. And like, I think that's part of the books. Whereas like Snape, you know, Snape is tortured. Um, he like has this good side, but he doesn't like it to be revealed. And that's like one moment where it just comes through. Like he feels, you know, like Harry's taking the. The Mickey, really. Do you know that phrase, taking... I've heard Mickey? it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is, that, like, is, that, is that taking the, the piss? The wee-wee. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Like, because, because, you know, Snape's like, I've, I've done all this for you. But, like, in the films, if they put that in, you know, for people who just went to see it generally, they'd be like, well, that's, you know, Snape's a strong character. That's a bit weak. And I don't think it would have worked, really. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, I, like, I thought it was damn good. I think Dan's got pretty good, to be honest. Yeah, he has. Um, Do you think really... Snape's allegiance was too obvious? I thought, I thought um, Dumbledore's, like, Severus, please, was a bit, like, I didn't, like, I didn't like that at all. Like, it wasn't really pleading enough like and i know like in the book when it's just text like it leaves it open as to whether like it's severus please kill me or please don't kill me and in the film that's a lot harder to do because like you know the inflection is harder to fake but i didn't think that was well done i know what you're saying like but then i don't think alan rickman has ever been that type of snape that like is like you know shady as he should be and like so like you don't really know what he's about like i always think he's been mean and that's fine because he he does what he does very very well but i think like i I don't know like i've never seen like if i was voldemort i could tell in an instant that he wasn't working for me you know i don't think he's he's evil enough to be honest and i i think like it would be more obvious if he was if he could show that evil side which he doesn't really do um, I'm trying to think, I like I tell you what was cool the like Bellatrix um and Thingy Bob setting the house on fire. You think that was cool? Yeah, it it was okay. I I mean it was a new scene. It wasn't in the book as everyone knows by now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was all right. I, I, just, was, thought, uh, I just thought it was weird how how quickly they reset after watching the the burrow burn down, and then it was just like woohoo, everything's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is yeah, true. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it was really just the whole film was just. It just kept going from happy to dark, happy to dark, happy yeah, to dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it, I thought it worked pretty well. Yeah, Did you like no, it? It was a bit bipolar. The film. <laughs> it was. It was slightly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the best way to describe it. I maybe think. the screenwriter. Uh, what's his? Steve Clovis. Uh, well, he did take a film yeah, off. Maybe, maybe he was battling. Never mind. Suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe he was in a in a rehab. Yeah, it's got to be a stressful job writing Harry Potter. Oh yeah, you think of all the fans. Yeah, but think of the all money the you have. <laughs> if you're money. a businessman, you think of the money. Oh, you you, you first on your list. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, what do you think of uh, Slughorn? Uh, yeah, he he was decent. Again, he wasn't like I thought he, he was going to be, but that's fine because you can't expect him to be. But I thought I he, he's a tortured character. Fatter, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he he was good though. Like you, you could tell he wasn't pleased with what like with what he'd done, you know, and, like, he was pretty ashamed right. of himself, which is good. But, like, I just don't think, like, he seemed to be aware of the fact that everyone knew that he was collecting people, rather than, like, in the book, I think he's, like, very, very unaware of it. He's, like, he just thinks it's normal, and he thinks that cause, you know, he does it, like, all mm. these f- famous people protect him from criticism, whereas, like, in the film, it was more like, I do it, and I know I do it, and you can either accept it yeah. or not, you know? But like maybe it was to so the viewers had an easier time understanding what he was doing. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, that could be it because in yeah, because because yeah. in the book, like you don't, I don't know, like quite a few characters I think have been written for people who have like read the first few books. Like her like character style is very like I don't know, like people generally wear their hearts on their sleeves. I think, and like, if you don't know that, then I guess, I guess, characters can be confusing. But I don't know. Uh, well, good points all around, Jamie. Oh, thank you. Uh, I know people are very excited to hear your review. Oh, well, so. maybe I should say a bit more then. 
So, uh, oh well, if you want, I don't think I said that much. Oh god, yeah. When uh, when Malfoy stamps on <laughs> Harry's face, that was disgusting. Oh uh, yeah, that was cringeworthy. How about when um did 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 you shake when uh uh Harry reaches into the water in the cave and the uh and fairy come out? Oh, and they grab his arm. They were pretty scary. Yeah. Again, though, yeah, they, they were. weren't like what I thought they'd be. Like I'd have thought an animated dead body is like soulless and like creeps around it's not like like they were pretty animated for what was like supposed to be a dead body you know puppetry Mm -hmm. like without strings but again i think it would have taken away from the speed of the scene if you'd made them like you know walking slow like again it's yeah it's like the ring wraith suit like the speed of lord of the rings it's like a three and a half hour film or whatever so you, you can afford to have people that slow it down like that and you get a sense but like the Dementors, you know, it's a lot more dangerous. Like, the danger is there imminently, whereas the Ring Race, they can find you all over the place, so they don't even need to be fast. I, yeah, I think that's yeah. kind of like the Inferi. Inferi but, now, Jamie, um, Jamie, uh, Emma Watson, hot or not? She's okay. <laughs> she's okay. I mean, I meant her acting. Hotter. Her acting. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't think you can call acting hot or not, though. <laughs> well, you could. If hot means, like... Awesome, good. Yeah. Attractive, yeah. But, oh yeah, one thing I, I remember. Do you know when Malfoy is putting stuff into the vanishing cabinet and then he cries because the things die when it comes back, the bird? Yeah, I, yeah. I thought the worst thing was that apple scenario when he used the, the apple and it came back with a bite taken out of it. Like, I kind of, I don't know if this was intentional, but I saw that as like Adam and Eve taking the bite of the apple and him turning like evil, which is one of the most cliched like movie, you know, like, um, what's it called? Like, metaphors that you can make like it's terrible it, yeah it's like in science fiction when people like there's an atomic bomb that blows up the world and leaves like a garden with two people in it and and like a tree i thought that was did a- that happen in the movie well well, well, well yeah Am like forgetting he puts an apple in at hogwarts then he waits and it comes back from um organ and burks and it has a bite taken out of it oh and like i thought see there was a part i i saw the movie a couple times and there was a part that i would sleep through every time because it was so boring and i guess that was it oh yeah yeah well i could but <laughs> tom felton i thought was a complete professional like his acting has got very yeah. very good he like no like screwing about he just did what he had to do and i thought like you know f- for like he didn't have that much screen time and i thought he did a lot with what screen time he had you know yeah i thought yeah. i thought he was really yeah. good too and something that i noticed was on rotten tomatoes uh, they had when it says mm-hmm. like starring like all the other films say uh, Emma Watson, Rupert Grant, D- Daniel Radcliffe, not in that order, but this one said uh, this one had Tom Felton as one of the stars too. Right? Oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing most of the uh, promotion of this film too. If you guys remember back yeah. in July, like he was everywhere. So uh, did you? Did Andrew? So, did you do uh, an yeah. event with him? I did do an event with oh, Tom Felton. You did an event nice with him, guy. did you? Yeah, in, in North Jersey after the premiere, and uh, it was cool. Yeah. It, it was at this mall, and you're, it was awesome. Andrew, you're moving on. The 16-year-old excited Harry Potter <laughs> fan that we used to know, he's just gone. <laughs> no, I'm still there. I'm still there. I'm just 20. Oh, yeah. Oh, also the... um. <laughs> Wait. Oh, I missed your birthday, didn't I? Yeah, it's it was okay. like five months ago. It was back in May. <laughs> no, it's... Please, it's fine. Oh, Jamie, no, Ben... My When's your birthday? Week. That's what I meant. That's what August I meant. 24th. Sorry, I, I got you confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Oh well, it's it's okay to miss my birthday. No, no, no. I did wish you a happy birthday because it was my like birthday. eight years yeah, ago. And Mike's birthday. Oh yeah, Mike's birthday was the other day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you can all forget my 
birthday. Then that's <laughs> 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 it happens every year. It's not like anyway. you know, we can't celebrate. Jamie, how how old are you gonna be? Like twenty nine. <laughs> 20, wow. 23 wow. this year. That's wow. not old at all. That is old. No. That is old. You start really is. <laughs> I How when, do you think Micah feels? I remember when Jamie was 19 and I was like 15. And I, was yeah. like, I was like, whoa, he's so old. <laughs> We've all grown up together. We'll talk about Half-Blood Prince more later uh, with the other feedback because people have lots to say about Half-Blood Prince still. It's still hot on everyone's minds. So anyway, continuing with news, Micah. Uh... What else is going on? What else has been going on? Shifting over to Deathly Hollows, there's been a lot of filming going on uh, for the uh, the final film. And uh, first piece was actor Mike Edmonds, who is set to play one of the Gringotts goblins uh, in the seventh movie, said that he's going to start filming in October. So I guess that gives us a little bit of insight into when these scenes are going to be shot. Okay, I will mark it on my calendar. I'm sure you will. October, Gringotts filming. All right. Got it. And also some other stuff going on at Bovingdon Airfield in England. Jamie, do you know about this place? No, no. That, I think I, that must be a small private one because it's not one of the big ones. Um, Bovingdon Airfield. Yeah, I think it's a private one. All right. Well, 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 wait. The, well what about it? Well, the pictures that we got. Uh, show an open road, or I guess an airstrip, surrounded on each side by long lines of lighting cranes. And the consensus seemed to be that they were shooting something for the Seven Potters. What that might be, I don't know. That's going to be an incredible scene. That oh, I hope that's done well because that's going to like that sets the tone for the seventh book. If you screw that up, then you've screwed up like the tension for the for the book. You know. I, I want to yeah. see. I want to see Ray Fiennes flying through the sky without a broom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that will be cool. Yeah, I agree. You want to see Hedwig dying, don't you? Yeah, it's gonna be totally. That the, <clears throat> the seven po- the seven Potter scenes was the coolest scene in the book. I thought, yeah, or yeah. one of the coolest. It was just so clever, and so I I just cannot wait to see that on film. There's a film, there's a Remus Lupin song called The Seven Potters. Yes, there is. He's a uh, popular wizard rocker, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he he's like the house carpenter. He's like the um, the Michael Jackson of Wizard Rock. I, I True. guess you could say. Only alive. Uh, only alive, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But yeah, it's kind of sketchy. It, it's kind of sketchy what they're doing. Like, these photos at, at this airfield. It's like, I don't even know. Like, they have all these cranes in a line, and it's weird. Ah, maybe it's some sort of filming technique. Like, they're going to have cameras up on everyone, or who knows, or lights. Some kind of landing, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's where Hagrid's going to take off with his motorcycle. Start flying. Maybe. 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 Yo, Jamie, who, uh, Jamie, what else is going who, has, on? A, who has a scarier nose, uh, Voldemort or Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. <laughs> whoa, whoa, he's dead, so it's probably decomposing now, so... No, it was decomposing when he was alive. I just saw a special... Yeah, 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 that is true, yeah. <laughs> called, ...called The Faces of Michael Jackson. We should do a, uh, we should do a special called The Faces of Voldemort. Do you know though? Do you, do you know though? I saw the first film, uh, and I thought like the Voldemort on the back of Quirrell's head was weird, like not Voldemort yeah. at all. Like, do you know what I mean? It was obviously done like by special some... effects wise. No, 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 no. Like special effects, it was fine. Just like it was like you see what I've become. Like he didn't like Voldemort treats Harry with like complete contempt, and he treated him with a bit of 
respect there and he's like you know you have to see what you've done to me whereas like in the books Voldemort's like Harry Potter is not special every time he's like irked me it's because I've made a mistake and like I've screwed up whereas like there it was like you see what I've become you see it it just had like an air that it was Harry's fault whereas Voldemort didn't ever believe that you know true I don't know good like it just a couple of other Deathly Hollows notes um the wedding scene was supposedly filmed on August 10th, and uh, we know that because a David Thewlis fan site was recently visiting the exhibition out in Chicago, and uh, they said a couple of David's things had to be shipped back to Leavesden Studios so he no could wear way. them during the wedding sequence. It's pretty cool how they, they let the exhibit borrow that stuff, even though they have to send it back anyway. The shipping cost must not be uh, too cheap on that. I bet I bet they get it free. <laughs> For free? Warner Brothers Mail, they just, like, call up some shadowy, like, courier who just... I bet they fly it on Air Force One. <laughs> it is very important, yeah. Obama um, took it himself. Yeah. Obama delivered Put it, it in his yeah. suitcase. <laughs> Do you know, um, mm. I'll tell you what's going to be a really interesting scene in Book 7. It, um... Godric's Hollow, when the snake comes out of Bagshot's neck, like, that'll be NC-17 yeah. if they do that properly. Of course they won't, they'll, like, lose their balls. Yeah, they'll dumb it down. Yeah. The camera will, like, go to black for a second, yeah, and yeah. come back, and you'll see it out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Micah. Onward. Yep, then the final bit of news on Deathly Hollows, uh, a couple, Chris and Maria, who met through Harry Potter, recently received the unique opportunity to visit the set of Deathly Hollows, and uh, being the good fans that they are, they really went into detail about what they saw there, and among some of the sets they visited were Luna's House, the Room of Requirement, the Great Hall, so... But then, WB made them take their report down, so... No way, really? <laughs> it was good while it lasted. Well, that yeah. was to be yeah, expected. Yeah, because they're... Yeah, you know, I was really surprised by, like, the amount... Like, it was a really good report. They went into a lot of detail. But I was wondering why WB let them go on the set. Like, right. Why would you do they that? They were visiting from America. Well, I, I, doubt, I doubt they'll be invited back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It's not like, you know, some annual pass. Why were they invited, then? What happened? I don't know. They were going on a honeymoon in England, and I guess, like, WB really liked their story, I guess. Oh, right. Because they met their Harry Potter. I don't know. I should try that. That's pretty wrong, though. I met Jamie through Harry Potter. And yeah, we're celebrating yeah. our, our fifth friendship anniversary. So can please, we, can, can we, we go? please can we go to the thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we try yeah, it? Try that. Yeah, let's try it. <laughs> I think we should. Might as well. Please. What have we got to lose? <laughs> Screw that, dude. I'm going on the set. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go on the set. Why? And what? Burn it down. What? <laughs> Just kidding. What anniversary is it for yours? Huh? What anniversary? Man, well, I'm you going, have to what story you gonna give them? I'm going on six years. Being at this this moogly this moogly that moogly. How about you could how about you could tell them two years since you uh, tried to hit on Emma at the Order of the Phoenix after party? Yeah, or that, or that was epic fail. <laughs> you know, we we were probably the reason why they have to take down that report because I why? I doubt WB found that site randomly. Well, yeah, it was spread throughout the fandom. It's yeah, but anyway. We mentioned the exhibition before, but back on July 22nd, the Boston Globe reported that the exhibition will be moving to the Museum of Science in Boston, Massachusetts, and it's set to open on October the 25th. 
Oh. So are, are we going for the debut, Andrew? <laughs> I don't know. We uh, we were invited to the Chicago one, and Eric went since he lives there. And but we got nobody in Boston. I guess Mike is close. I don't know. I'd go. Are they going to do a big premiere every time it moves? That would be kind of well. Scary. They're going to add some new stuff, right? They're going to take away some. I hope so. Yeah, maybe change it up a maybe. bit. So it'll be big yeah. once it gets there. So I'm sure they'll have sure. a media thing for Boston Press. All right. Well, now that we know which direction it's going, I will predict. So we tried to make some predictions before where it would, you know, go next after Chicago. So it went east to Boston. Uh, after Boston, it's going to go south. It's probably going to hit. Uh, looking at Florida, probably. No. And then it's it. What? Why? No. You got to hit hit the south southeast. I'm thinking it's going to go to Nashville. Well, well why not? Why Nashville? Why not Nashville? Honest, man, that's a little why random. Why not Nashville? Why not? Because it's a little random. Huh? Well, <laughs> Boston's going to come to England. Random. It is true. Well, Boston's a major city. Nashville's is sort of major city. Maybe it's going to come to Kansas. They would move. Huh? Yeah, Kansas. Maybe it's going to come to yeah. Kansas. Well, it's got to hit L.A. sometime too. So I'm thinking it's got to go south, either Tennessee or Florida. Just agree on that. Tennessee or Florida. Maybe we'll go to <laughs> or somewhere in between, you know, hit Atlanta. <laughs> could go to Orlando. Right. Yeah, with the theme park. Because yeah, it'll probably wrap up in Boston right around when the theme park's opening. Right. Right. It's at Chicago for a while, right? A couple right. months. Right. Is it supposed to go internationally? Right. Yes. It is. It is. Ooh, well, that's yeah. a lot of Eventually. time to spend in the U.S., yeah, I'm thinking. I'm no. thinking Argentina, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or maybe Australia. There's a lot of Potter fans in Australia. London. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, when I, is, out with it. Come when on. Is right the, let's go. When is the Andrew Sims exhibit coming to Kansas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I'm waiting on. I don't appreciate your candor. Stop it. All right. Well, apparently rumors have been flying around that Jamie Whalett will not return for Deathly Hollows, and instead. Goyle will die in his place. This probably uh, due to the fact that Jamie was convicted f- f- on uh, possession of marijuana. Now, this was discovered at Muggle Mayhem, a Harry Potter convention that was uh, in in cahoots with MuggleNet. Jamie, were you there? Yeah, we were there. Did you bring the Mayhem? Did you go to... The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just a Muggle before I get, got there. <laughs> Um, did you go to this? I guess you didn't go to this. No, thing. no, I went to the talk. Like, um, hey, do you remember it? Yeah. Did he say that? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I think he did, yeah. But, I mean, we've just announced it now, so there's no point in me calling the guy, is there? <laughs> well, because it was on another fan site. It was on Snitch like, Seeker. He did, yeah. He announced that, and he also said, like, where Deathly Hallows is being cut. Um, oh. He, so you can confirm this. We, we now have confirmation. Well, I don't know. You told me you wanted me to call uh, the guy you run. Yeah, it. but I, d- I didn't know you were there. Yeah, yeah, I was there, I d- yeah. Oh. Oh, well, oh, well the, looks like, all right, well, looks that- like we got a news post to post yeah, on yeah. MuggleNet. <laughs> no, no, yeah, he confirmed that right. Deathly Hallows would be split between um, just before... Oh, no, no, when they're caught by the... Uh, what's it called? And then... The snatchers. snatchers. Snatchers, and then they're just before they're taken to the Malfoy Manor, which is actually an awesome place to cut it, because it's just before a huge, huge, important scene, you know. So I think okay. that's a great place to cut it. All right, so that's that's newsworthy. That's interesting. MuggleNet.com's Jamie Lawrence has confirmed it, folks. 
<laughs> I'm gonna. That's gonna be the first sentence. We've received exclusive news from Mungonet's own Jamie Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's interesting because a lot of people were predicting it would happen around Malfoy Manor. Yeah. Because you know it is it's a central point to the book, it, and it does now, make who sense. Said well, this, in terms who of... said this? This was uh, Jamie Waylett. No, Joshua heard. Oh, uh, I think Herd. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Josh Herdman. Um, yeah, yeah, it was him. And so then he also confirmed that that, and this seems ridiculous that he's gonna his character is gonna die Goyle instead of Jamie Waylett because they. WB doesn't want Which, to Yeah, and that's going to be really weird because, like, yeah. I don't know how they're going to do that fiend fire scene. How, like, I, I bet they'll cut that out completely. Like, Harry will just, like, go in and get the diadem and then come out and then, like, he'll just curse Goyle or something like that. I don't know how they I can put it not, in there. Or, no, I hope not, though. It'll just be a random Slytherin, I bet. I bet they'll just get, like, some, you know, unknown Slytherin to, to come in and just be with Goyle so he can act as, like, his partner with yeah. Malfoy. Probably. Oh. Yeah, get like um, get uh, the guy who was on the train with Draco in the beginning of Half Blood Prince. Blaze, Blaze. Yeah, 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 get him. Yeah, he could do it. Yeah, but um, do they actually need someone else? Because if you think Malfoy and Goyle could just go into the uh, room of requirement, um, Malfoy could like you know do his thing. Goyle could create fiend fire yeah. and then die. So they don't actually need anyone. You're right. No, they don't. But you know. Maybe cool to have someone. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's very interesting, and yeah, that's a good point. There, that that fiend fire scene in particular. I just reread that the other day. I'd hate for them to have to cut that out. Yeah, it's a cool scene, isn't it? Yeah, it's a cool scene. There's a lot going on. It's a long scene too. Mm. It's crucial. Crucial. Harry thought Harry was ready. He was gonna do it. He was gonna get the diadem, and then freaking Slytherins come in and ruin all the fun. So okay, there. So we breaking go. news. Some we muggle- should have let off with that to start the show. Breaking news. It's a Muggle Mayhem exclusive. Exclusive. All right. Who knew that was going to happen? All right. Final piece of news. It says, not really news, but a small rant. Uh, Half-Blood Prince IMAX 3D. Only the first 10 minutes are in 3D. What is up with that? Yeah, that yeah, is Yeah, we terrible. didn't talk about this the last... Yeah. Jamie, did you see it in 3D? No, 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 no. Just a normal, normal thing. But th- okay. that's ridiculous. It's like, it's like buying a, like... Fi- filet mignon steak and only 10% is like that and the rest of it's rump. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, and you know, they didn't tell anyone either that, like, okay, uh, there was a, con- IMAX did this conference call and we reported on it uh, earlier this year. IMAX, the IMAX people said uh, the beginning was going to be in 3D and the end too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the end wasn't in 3D. It was very, very misleading and shame on IMAX. That is really Matt bad. and I went to see it in 3D. You know, the the first 10 minutes were cool. It was cool to see it in 3D. And then, you know, it's his glasses off. And that was it. I don't know. Like, I think 3D films are crap. Like, I went to see um, Ice Age 3, and it was just... Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Really? Like, I didn't I think... I think they're fun. But, like... Like... What? I compare it... When we were in Florida, I saw that, like, Honey, I Shrunk the something, like, full, like, featured 3D ride, and, like, when that snake came out, yeah. it comes, like, in front of your face, like, that's proper 3D. Yeah, that's cool. But, like, yeah. this just doesn't seem like decent 3D. Like, IMAX, obviously, is cool, but I don't know about yeah. 3D. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. It's a shame, you know, they, they kind of rip people off. Yeah. So, I just wanted to mention that, because uh, a lot of people have been emailing us about that. So, there we go. And I think that's all for news. Cool. Thank you, Micah. And uh, let's move on to some announcements. First of all, yeah. as always, please vote for us on Podcast Alley. We appreciate your vote over there because that way people in the podcast podcasting community see us and know we are no joke. 
yes, we're Harry Potter fans, and we're proud, damn it. How many votes have we gotten? About a billion at this point. Well, I heard on some ESPN podcast that they were kind of aggravated that we were in front of them in some category. Well, listen. It was, you really heard that on ESPN podcast? Uh, a fantasy uh, football podcast or, or something like that. I have to go check this out and, and actually listen to it. First of all, fan- fantasy football people are even weirder than Harry Potter fans. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what they're uh, talking about. Well, listen, people frequently get jealous that a Harry Potter podcast can beat their fantasy football or their talk radio. The fact is, Harry Potter fans are very, very passionate about Harry Potter discussions. It's not to be looked down upon. Yeah. So, so screw them. Well, I think they did call uh, us somewhat professional. Oh. Uh, well, uh, in that case, they... they, they Extremely are nice, nice people, yeah. He... Yeah, we really like them. Yeah. It's called good, good Fantasy Focus Football, one of ESPN's many great fantasy sports podcasts. Fancy football is actually a lot of fun. Like, my office just started doing it, and it is pretty addictive. Yeah, it, it, it is fun. Ben, you used to do fantasy football, didn't you? I, I tried it once, but I decided that Harry Potter was enough. Um, okay, and in other announcements, uh, a t-shirt update. We sold t-shirts at uh, Ascatrass 2009, like we always did, do, and we had some left over and decided to put them up for sale. Now, uh, you know, we kind of kept it on the DL because technically it's not allowed. Well, we didn't have many shirts left, and I promoted it through Twitter and Facebook, and we sold out very quickly. And I apologize to those of you who do not follow us on Twitter or are uh, fans of us on Facebook, because otherwise you didn't know about this. I'm very sorry, but the, <laughs> the shirts are sold out. Um, so for offers in sorry. the future, you better get Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keep an eye on our Twitter. Twitter.com slash MuggleCast. Speaking of that, Jamie, you need to get into the Twitter world. No, no way, no way. I'm past it. It's, Come on. It's a young person's game. It's a young person's game. Oh, Jamie, that's that's a bit... I, I don't, I'm not that interesting. Like, I don't have something to say every two minutes. Like, I, I don't... Well, it's not every two minutes. Do it once a day. Well, what's the point? I might as well just like, you, you write can an tweet, email you or do it on Facebook. You can tweet a British joke of the day. Oh, I don't know. I, I, what jokes that's... can you fit into 140 <laughs> characters? <laughs> Everybody, know, email, Twitter. email Jamie at staff and tell him to get Twitter. All right, and uh, final announcement for today: uh, it's more of a happy birthday wish to Micah because it's Micah's birthday. To Micah, to Micah, to Micah, to Happy birthday, Congratulations, Micah. Micah. That's uh, nice. Making it through another year on this earth. Yeah. <laughs> a year. Another year. Congrats, Micah. Uh, all right. Well, what did you, did you have a fun birthday, Micah? It was just the other day. I what did. did you do? I had a bunch of people over for a barbecue. I know it's kind of an American thing to do. No, 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 no. Beach no, and barbecue. No. That's because you can do it. Like, it would just rain here and put the barbecue out. So, that's the only reason we don't do it. Uh, so, okay. It was a good time. Oh, there we go. Awesome. And, uh, of course, uh, happy birthday to uh, Michael Cass. We just turned four a couple weeks ago. Isn't that nice? We're in our fifth year now. Dad. Five years ago today. Oh, actually, no. 
four years ago today, we were just, you know, we were on our, like, third episode. Uh, that wonderful. is pretty special. It is. It really is. What are we going to do for our uh, 10-year one? Oh, jeez. I don't know. We should do a 24-hour show. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that 12-hour <laughs> one was pretty tough, though. That was, yeah, that was a killer. Uh, maybe we'll do something special for next year, because that's the fifth anniversary. Andrew, that's you're, um, pretty good. your, like, stamina for that was incredible. Like, <laughs> after, like, Thank six you. hours, I was like... That's what a lot of people tell me. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it was hard, yeah, and we were working against... I mean, you, you were up very late to do that, so... It was fun, though. Definitely fun. Yeah, it was. Andrew only, only, it. Andrew only has stamina when it comes to podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awkward. Uh, let's move on now to Muggle Mail. Micah, could you read that first email for us? It's from Owen. First email comes from Owen, 18 of Georgia, and he says, You talked about the presence of alcohol in Half-Blood Prince in episode 177. I admit that I thought, what the heck, when Hermione seemed to be a little tipsy, but I don't think that it was such a problem. Most people, except for the most diligent fans, don't realize in the context of the story, magical citizens come of age at 17. Hermione is the oldest of the trio and has already been 17 for months by the time she goes to the three broomsticks, so it's perfectly legal for her to consume alcohol. There's a little bit of shock value, but most fans will not get it. I got it, but my 12-year-old cousin did not. There's stuff like this for every movie. There's humor for the kids, and then there's a humor that's stuck in there for the bored parents sitting by their children. Anyway, thanks for listening to this little rant. I love the show and am waiting for more episodes. I think somebody brought up a good point last week that uh, in 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 England, alcohol. Yeah, oh, Laura said this. Uh, America is the only state where or country where alcohol is so frowned upon. No, um, it's frowned upon here as well. Well, is it? Oh yeah, yeah. I, well, what what did you think of the alcohol consumption? There was a lot, and there was a New York Times piece talking about it. Yeah, but like <laughs> they're gonna bring it up like. It's like there are certain journalists and certain reporters whose job it is is to like make something of nothing. Like, and it isn't a yeah. problem, and it won't ever be a problem. And people generally drink alcohol, and that's what they do. I tell you, I, w- I was walking through a train station a couple of weeks ago, right? And there was a sign yeah. that said, "Be extremely careful." Like, fifteen people were injured, like getting on and off trains here last year. And, like, this is the London Underground where, like, one billion people travel through every year. And I'm, like, 15 yeah. people injured. Like, you aren't going to improve on statistics like that. What do you want? Like, no one right. injured the entire year. And, like, yeah. that's what people do. They make something out of nothing. And, like, even if she was underage, like, it's all this thing about making children, like, scared of strangers and, like, scared to do stuff. And it's, like, and if you show yeah. them that, like, Jamie, Jamie, are you saying, drink are you saying it than, doesn't like, matter if she's underage? No, I'm saying that responsible drinking is more important than like, than like, um, than irresponsible drinking, and that uh, it's important. What? 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 No, but obviously it, it is, and like, I just think like, is it people lose sight of the big picture a lot, a great deal, and you know, like, I'd rather like she was drinking it with friends, like at seventeen, than like drinking it at eighteen and going out and drinking way too much and waking up in an alleyway. But that is just me. Yeah. No, I think you're yeah, right. There are plenty of adults and, that abuse alcohol yeah, and don't know yeah. how to act once they uh, consume too yeah. much of it. Yeah. Nonetheless, it was fun to talk about that there is alcohol in the, in the movie, more so than usual. Well, if you like in the, the books, there, there, there's a lot of alcohol in the books. They reference, you know, fire, yeah. whiskey, all the different things a lot. But, but 
Yeah. Like you say about alcohol, like what do you mean butterbeer? First of all, first and foremost. Yeah. But like, yeah, the three broomsticks, I guess that that scene. But then also like uh, when when uh, Slughorn and Hagrid were drinking in yeah, in yeah, uh, yeah. Hagrid's hut, and then you know, dump, or Hagrid kind of falls backwards. Yeah, but but also like when you talk when um, Slughorn poured a drink for Ron, you know. Yeah. Do you remember, like that to me that has illustrated all through the books how nice like a teacher student relationship can be Where, and like yeah. teaching nowadays is so screwed up because teachers are so scared of like being accused of stuff that they can't like all they are, are like like I read an article that said that teachers now are encouraged to treat their students as clients like just like a doctor would treat someone as a client like which is not how like the teacher student relationship would be and like in Harry Potter Lupin like treats Harry like a friend and like their like relationship develops because of that and there's and 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 like I think that's quite nice about Harry Potter that it is in a world like where you know people are normal and act with common sense rather than this world we live in now well yeah I mean if, if people are acting if teachers are acting like their kids are clients I don't think I mean, the most important part is communication, and how are you going to get across to a kid if uh, if you're coming across in like this professional manner that really doesn't appeal to them? Yeah, exactly. It's stupid. It's, I mean, it's the most illogical thing in the world. But it's like, uh, but then it comes down to these journalists writing for the New York Times who will, will always make something out of nothing when there really aren't that many problems around, and if people just chilled out and like got on, oh, it's ridiculous. It does my head in. All right, well, well, we'll we'll calm you down. We'll move on to the next email. Can I read it? Uh, Ben, can you read the next one? Yeah. This is from Ariella? Aurelia? Yeah. Aurelia. Aurelia. Aurelia Baca, age 18, from Asheville, North Carolina. She writes, Hey, MuggleCast, I was just wanting to pop in and ask what you guys think the rating for Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows will be, especially after the PG rating for Half-Blood Prince. First off, I think the reason why they made HBP... uh, PG was to keep the young audience in just before the bump up in the, for the with the violence in, in Deathly Hallows. I think Deathly Hallows will be pushing the, the rated R rating because the young audience that they had for Half-Blood Prince will be two years older and it'll be okay. I will only be satisfied with Deathly Hallows if they make it as violent as the book was because I am already scared enough as to what they might ruin. Hope you guys are doing well and keep up the great work. Yeah, Jamie touched on this earlier. Like, <laughs> there's there's some nasty stuff in this and and. Uh, seven and i think yeah. it's got to be they don't want to go for R. they're not going no to go way for i agree Never. yeah 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 and so i think pg-13 would be good i mean you know it depends on what they do it depends on what they cut out and so there's a lot riding on it and and the pg rating for half-blood prince was a bit of su- of a surprise to people so yeah who knows what's going well, on i think really. there's I, I mean in in uh in half-blood prince there was only one death really and yeah, but in Deathly Hallows, there's obviously going to be more people dying. So I think that and ears being cut off and stuff. Yeah, so I think there's yeah. more blood and more gore. So I mean, R of course and more is a language bit out there, but more language too. When you think about, it. I was reading one part of uh, Deathly Hallows. Not my uh, daughter. Please go and yeah, not just that, but also uh, somebody says bastard towards the end. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot more cursing all right uh next email comes from melissa zach 26 of las vegas nevada she writes hi muggle casters i love listening to your show it is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to on my drive to work 
I just wanted to make a comment on a statement you made in episode 177. When you were discussing the new movie, you mentioned that it was kind of obvious whose side Snape was on, and that at the end of Half-Blood Prince, the book, everyone knew knew that Snape was good, even if they didn't want to admit it. I have to disagree. Going into Deathly Hallows, I was certain that he was evil. Uh, And she quotes, a bastard-coated bastard with bastard filling. (laughs) Who said that? No idea. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, she quoted it, though, so hopefully it's from the book. Maybe it's her quote. Uh, there, yeah. <laughs> maybe. There was so much evidence to back me up, I know I could not have been the only one who was fooled. Just wanted to share. Keep up the good. Well, I think it's like, one of those things where hindsight is twenty twenty, where people are like, oh, yeah, I was on the good side. Just like yeah, people. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, I know people people who come out right now, and they're like, I knew, I knew Dumbledore was gay. I mean, all along, I knew he was gay. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm right. just like, really? You didn't know he was gay? Like, you didn't. You know, that, that's, you're just trying to be cool. No, no, but... Well, in all fairness, there were some people who were right about Snape. Yeah. I mean... What's that? What'd you say? Sorry. But I didn't hear you. There were some people who were right about Snape. Some people had to be right, no, though, because, yeah. like... Yeah. But, no, yeah. but... <laughs> it's 50-50 shot. <laughs> but J.K. Rowling's, like, she's a nice person, and, like, I th- she, like, believes in morals and stuff, and I think it would be quite, like, tough for her to write. Like, I'm I'm completely falling for this, like, hindsight 2020 thing. I really didn't know. But I'm just saying now that, like, you know, it's like Hollywood movies, books really have to show that crime doesn't pay and people are good. Kind of. Like, this kind of genre, yeah. so... I guess it made mm-hmm. sense for Snape to be good, but yeah, I didn't know. Jamie, could you do us the pleasure of reading the final email, please? Yes. Uh, uh, Alright, this comes from Catherine15 from Boston, whose subject is Dumbledore's Pensieve. Hey guys, I love the show. You guys are awesome, and it's always interesting to hear your opinions about Harry Potter. I was wondering about Dumbledore's Pensieve. In the movie, it was shown that all of Dumbledore's memories were bottled up on a shelf. However, what happens once the memory taken out of the bottle holds it and one views it? Would you be able to extract the memory again and save it to view again? For example, when Snape gives Harry his memories of Lily and Harry views them, what happens to the memories? Would Harry be able to see those memories again? Or is it that once his memories are viewed, one is unable to recapture that memory? Thanks again. You guys rock, Catherine. I was wondering that too. It seems very odd. Well, I think I think <laughs> I that I thought that like the the pensive was like this basin with like the silvery liquid, and you ju- you dive into it, and then you can see. Like the memories, I, I didn't think they disappeared. Yeah, but they first they support in, do they? Because think about in Half Blood Prince, uh, Dumbledore obviously already looked at the memory of what went on with Slughorn because when Harry saw it, he said, "Yeah, this is incomplete." So obviously he had viewed it again, and then it was Harry's task to get the correct memory, the actual one that wasn't tampered. Yeah, with. Um, and I guess it's just uh, it's just a good visual representation for the films. Right. Well, something that was interesting uh, about uh, when when uh, Snape gives Harry the memory of Lily, like like that was all too convenient. Because I, I recently just reread Half Blood Prince, and I just thought it was interesting how like Harry wouldn't have known all he needed to know unless he happened to be in the right place at the right time. And as Snape was dying, he gives Harry the memory of Lily and all the, all this information he needed to know. Now, what if he would shut up the, sh- the Shrieking Shack? Three minutes later, and Snape was dead already. You know, then then nothing would have went down in the end. Harry would have died. Really. Yeah, it's just a thing about stories, though. You know what I mean? Like, I it 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 you you think that sometimes with stories. Well, if this didn't happen, then the rest of the story wouldn't happen. But it's just something you got to deal with. Ben, did you unplug your headphones? 
Okay. <laughs> uh, it's just something you got to deal with. I mean, it, it just happens in these stories, and oh, <laughs> it's just how storytelling well, works. I've dealt with so I've dealt with it. <laughs> yes, you are a writer. I'm sure it was. <laughs> I was going to ask, though, how are they going to deal with some of the memories that weren't shown in this this particular like book? I mean, this particular movie. Well, Hepzibah Smith, that was left out. Mm. I don't really think the the gaunts matter that much anymore. And Dumbledore had that couple of seconds with the ring where he didn't really do much explaining. But I thought they gave a little bit more insight. I guess they could do flashbacks in the next movie if they choose to. Yeah. You know how Hermione is really convenient? Or is always, is always uh, she's got all information anyone needs in book seven. I feel like that's what's going to happen in the film, too. Only more so. Just like with the stuff they've missed in the past. Getting Probably, the films. yeah. So, hopefully they don't make it too obvious, but, you know. All right, well, that does it for Muggle Mail this week. Uh, something else that happened when the movie came out, we still haven't touched on it, the Half-Blood Prince video game, and we wanted to talk about it briefly, um, because, you know, it's it's it, they always get a lot of hype, and they're usually relatively popular, and we wanted to talk about it, because uh, Micah in particular has played it. I've played it a real little bit. I guess, uh, Jamie and Ben, you guys haven't played it yet. I have not. Micah, do you want to talk about it just briefly? We're not going to get into sure. this too much. but Well, I think the biggest problem with it is they invested so much time into creating this world, but there's not a whole much, whole lot you can do with it. You know, I was expecting more of like a role-playing game, and unless you're really into Quidditch, potions, and dueling, there's not a whole lot to do with this game. And there's a lot of potions that you have to make in order to advance to different stages. And it felt really like a children's game. And I know Harry Potter is primarily geared towards children, but I thought they could do a lot in terms of selling it to, you know, teenagers and, and, you know, young adults and even people older than that who play video games because they could have really translated it into like this Legend of Zelda type of video game and they chose not to do that and it and it's really it's it's too young in terms of 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 its you know who it's trying to attract if that makes sense i i guess somebody yeah. who, who's only played the game would know what i'm talking about but you know sitting there and making potions is a little childish i get what you're saying the quidditch it's is like, awesome i mean and i i know most of us have played the 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 past half blood prince video games and it's just, there's something about, I mean, first of all, this, this game, the most recent game, and really they all have, it, it got bad reviews all around from critics and from fans generally. Uh, we have some short reviews from listeners that we'll get to in a minute, but it's just, I don't know. They, you can't, it's very hard to take a movie and adapt it into a video game. And I don't think there's been one single time where it's been done correctly. Well, I remember when you guys interviewed people over at EA, and, and they were talking about how into the books they were, and they, they made sure yeah. to add so much detail to it. I think they should have followed the book a lot more, and that's the other problem. I mean, if you bought Half-Blood Prince before the movie came out, you had a general idea of what was going to happen in the movie, because they cut scenes straight from from the movie itself. Yeah, and and just such a shame because and Jamie can attest to this too. Like these people, when we went over there, they're so they're such diehard fans. Yeah, they of really books, were, and they were so excited by this game. And uh, well, we went there when they were developing Order of the Phoenix, and it 
<laughs> you know, it just didn't turn out that good. Mm. Well, it sucks. They spent a lot of bad. time on graphics. There's no question about it. I mean, they, they put a tremendous There's amount into yeah. creating Hogwarts and some of the surrounding areas. And plus, they get the actors to recreate uh, to record voiceover, so it's very, it's pretty realistic, I'd say. Yeah, but I, I feel like they missed the whole, they missed the ball on the whole gaming side of it. If that makes sense. So gameplay wise, it sucks. It's bad. There, no, it sucks. It's not bad. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like I said, if for me, like a role playing game to look at would be Legend of Zelda. If you can make something similar to that, where you're constantly able to freely roam around, which you are able to do in this game, but you have specific tasks, and it doesn't take three hours to beat the game, you know, I think they could have gotten a lot more out of it. And better reviews. Do these... Uh, do, do you guys think uh, Movie 7 will be... Like, what are they going to do? When Part 1 of the film comes out, would they release a video game, or are they going to wait for Part 2 to come out? They can't make two games, can they? Yeah, that would be yeah, kind of ridiculous. I was thinking. Be, yeah. But then again, I, I can't... Money. It's hard to picture EA waiting so long. Yeah, money, but... I don't know. You know what game is good? The one Harry Potter game I genuinely enjoyed, and I wish I had it, is uh, Quidditch World Cup. And it was by EA Sports, and it was just Quidditch. You just played Quidditch, and it was awesome. It was fast-paced. The graphics were good. Well, the Quidditch was, in this game was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Did you get to the point in the game? I haven't. I I played it very very briefly. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> it, it's fun. There's no question about that. But I mean, and splitting it in two. I mean, the problem you run into though is these movies are are these games are so close to the movies in terms of their storyline. I mean, are you giving stuff away then about what's going to happen in the movies if you, you know, release right the whole thing together? Yeah, they couldn't. WB wouldn't let them. So the game's probably not going to come out until the second movie is released. Yeah. Um, let's get through some quick uh, reviews. We asked people who follow us on Twitter if they played the video game to send in your reviews. And uh, here's what a couple of them said. Moonpaw12 said, uh, yes, I love the video game, except when I got to the part when Ron gets the love potion. The antidote is a, is impossible to make. Tips? Micah, can you provide this visitor with tips? Just uh, stir the Wii controller yeah, exactly. <laughs> twice to the left. Uh, it, exactly what Andrew just said. Uh, but that, that was the other thing. I mean, there's so much potion making in this, which <laughs> I get because of... And that's more true to the books, I guess, than the movie. But... It's just so frustrating. You feel like you're playing, uh, you know, something that if you had a eight or ten year old brother or sister, that that they would be really interested in doing it. Maybe you're just too old for this, Micah. Yeah, that might be it. That could be it. Can't even, I'm gonna quit. I don't even want you on MuggleCast anymore. You're just a ball of grumpy. Well, they all agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, next review, Katie Jonas XO. I think it's way too easy, but as always, Harry Potter games on the Wii are pretty awesome. There was too much video, I thought. Is there a lot of, like, narration? Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. There's too much cut screens, you know, where you're not participating. You're seeing what's happening, but you don't get involved at all. Another review, Vampite says, I love the HPB game, HBP game. The graphics were amazing. There's lots of things to do, even after you finish a story. Eight out of ten for this person. Uh, Dizek says, Order of the Phoenix game was better. Free Roam was nice. The game focused too much on Quidditch potions and dueling. No other tasks available. 
and lastly, Jen Bonstein says, played game, fun, too simple, wish it was more RPG like a Zelda, not enough different things to do, would like more free play. So everyone seems to agree that there wasn't enough to do. Micah, if you had to give it a number of stars out of ten, how many would you award it? Four. Four. Compared to Order of the Phoenix, what would you give that? Mm. Order of the Phoenix, maybe a six. I don't know. That might be pushing it. I wasn't a big fan of that game either. Okay. Alright, well, we don't want to delve into it much more, but uh, there we wanted to t- briefly touch on that, because a lot of you guys also played it. Uh, I've lost faith for in, in EA for these games, to be quite honest. Uh, I don't think they'll be able to pull off a movie 7-1 quite well either. So... We're going to talk now about uh, MuggleCast uh, turning four. We asked people to send in, you know, uh, their thoughts on the show over the years, what it's done for them. So they're kind of, this is more of an extended chicken soup segment, but we wanted to talk, you know, give the listeners uh, an extra opportunity to talk about, you know, what the show's done for them over the years. And we got a few emails uh, that we're going to do Make the Music Connection. Jamie's going to entertain what entertain us with a british joke and uh we'll wrap it up for the day so ben could you read the first email this is a listener from quite far away from us oh yes anna 19 from karachi pakistan writes hi i've been an avid listener of your show since episode 80 or so i've loved listening to your brilliant discussions and your existence has really helped me deal with the whole post potter grief sometimes you guys are the only ones who make sense even though I think all your shows are amazing, my favorite by far is episode 99. The way Ben builds up on the Emma Watson story is just hilarious. I keep listening to that episode now and then whenever I miss you guys. Anyway, just thought I'd write to congratulate you on your four-year anniversary. Keep up the good work. Love you all, especially Jamie, Ben, and Andrew. Anna. Aww. Sorry, Micah. It's nice. Um, Ben, that's what I've always loved about you. You're a good storyteller. You can build up a story. Like that Emma Watson story. I think that was a classic, how you built that up. Yeah, dude, that was a heartbreaker, man. I'm still I'm still upset over <laughs> still that. Still really? <laughs> uh, and we weren't invited to a Half-Blood Prince after party, so it's like... Who knows when I'll get my chance? Try again. <laughs> yeah, when will you get your next chance? But she has a boyfriend now. What, what What's your take on oh, that? Oh, boyfriend. I mean, until there's a ring on her finger... I'm not worried. Then, <laughs> <laughs> then you could take him and anyway, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> He's quite tall. He's a big guy. Have you seen him? I'm not sure if you. Yeah, there's pictures. Ooh. I'm gonna send you a picture right now. Oh yeah, let's see that. Let's see. Yeah, I'm, I think you're gonna feel intimidated. Ben, you could take him. Don't don't be intimidated by this idiot. Here you go. Ben, take a look. Tell me what you think. Is that an ostrich? Yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah, he's he's barely taller than she is. Oh, Ben, you Ben, you'd end his life. <laughs> he he, he kind of looks like Jamie. That's not like me kinda at does. all. Yeah, he does. I think he I mean, does. He, kinda, he, he has that, he looks he has like that Prin- narrow that narrow British facial structure. Well, he looks like Prince William. Yeah, he does. No, he's scrawny. I could take him. Ben, you would you would <laughs> the world would collapse with how much power you'd beat into him. Just end his life. But, but but if I did that, then I would blow any chance I had with Emma. No, 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 no. You'd be her hero because she doesn't actually like him, you see. He's just oh. forcing her to go out with him. <laughs> For her money. Yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> Once she comes over to the United States, Ben, it's all you. Yeah, that's true. What's he going to do? Follow her? 
Hell, <laughs> yeah. hell, if I was dating Emma Watson, I'd follow her. Ben, this one to make you jealous. They're actually kissing. Try not. Don't get too upset. Wow, that was on. That was on the that. set. Look at that. <laughs> That's just too bad. I see how it is, Emma. I see how it is, Emma. They look like they're in love. I guess I mean nothing All to right. you. Well, thanks, Anna, for that email. Uh, Jamie, can you read the next one? This is from Sarah Melton, 18, from Olympia in Washington. Uh, hey, Mugglecast, I can't even believe that it has been four years. I was a freshman in high school when I started listening to you guys. It seems so weird that I'm graduated and my favorite podcast is still going. I was a big fan of MuggleNet at the time, and when I found out about the podcast, I went nuts. I was so excited, and I started making all my friends listen to it. Mugglecast has gotten me through some seriously boring times before. I listened to some of the podcasts, 59, 55, and 51, multiple times just so I have something funny to listen to. I'm so happy to know that people from around the world have the interest that I do and aren't afraid to show it. I really love you guys, and I hope to see all of you in Seattle for the imprint tour next year. I would, what is the imprint tour? I would love to meet you all for the first time after my first year in college. Love you all, and you're all my favorites, but I seriously love Micah and Jamie. You all rock. That's very nice. Yeah, I, it's really cool how... Uh you know, listeners have like this girl in particular, she's grown up with the show. Like she, she started high school with us and she just graduated with us, which is really cool. I thought I was in my second year of Shawnee when I, when I started the podcast. So it's pretty cool. And Micah, you want to read the final email for today? Sure. The last one comes from Thomas Showland, 17 of San Diego, California. And he says, love the show. You guys are all great and do an amazing job with the show. I first started listening to the show when episode 10 came out. At that time in my life, I loved Harry Potter, but was afraid to show my love in front of my peers for fear of being laughed at and shunned. But once I started listening to MuggleCast, I wasn't afraid of showing my love for the Potter series. You guys really helped me realize that there is nothing wrong with being yourself, and I thank you for that. Love the show and keep up the good work. Andrew and Laura, you are my favorites. I gotta say, it's always nice to see when um, people are... You know, uh, Tom, Thomas said in particular, you guys really helped me realize that there's nothing wrong with being yourself. And I thank you for that. I like I personally have grown a lot through this show. Like I was very I was like, I don't know. I was a social hermit practically. Was? And well, <laughs> you know what I mean? I couldn't I couldn't socialize. It was like I didn't have I don't know. Aww. But the, the show uh, taught me a lot. Yeah, it's my own little chicken soup. And Aww. it's it's really nice to see. And a lot of people say to us, uh, you know, we I feel like you guys are our Harry Potter friends. And it's really cool to see that because, you know, people really connect with us and relate to us. And that's why they enjoy listening to the show so much because we're their Harry Potter friends. And it's awesome. So. So uh, those are all the emails uh, we have. Thanks to everyone who sent in. Yeah, a lot of people send some really nice messages. Of course, we couldn't get to them all, but we did read them all. So thank you so much to everyone for sending them in and um uh to commemorate four years one last time in this episode uh you know every once in a while we like to do this week in MuggleCast history where we uh relive a moment of MuggleCast. so uh how about we listen to the beginning of episode one right now of course that are was we, are we actually gonna listen to it right now we're yeah just the beginning you know a couple minutes wow this is gonna be weird okay uh, here we go. This was episode one, uh, right from the start. Brace yourself. This is MuggleCast, MuggleNet.com's brand new podcast in the future. Episode one, for August 7th, no 2005. No way. If you haven't finished reading books yet, please 
do not listen to this podcast as we do talk about several God, Andrew, you, your podcasting skills have Welcome to Muggle Cast. Thank you. I'm Ben Thank you. I'm Andrew Sims. And I'm Kevin Steffen. Kevin! This is the first edition of a brand new feature brought to you by MuggleNet.com. I like Each week music. our discussion will be centered go back around to one topic. This week we will be discussing the recently released sixth book, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. But first, we need to take a look at this past week's news. Within the past week, we've seen a lot Turn of news for the fourth movie, Harry Potter and the Goblet Got a of Fire. Baseline now. A lot of brand new pictures have also been released. <laughs> Kevin and Andrew, what do you guys think? This is Kevin so and Andrew, well, what do you guys really... think? There we go. Andrew, do, do, do we need to tell people that at the beginning of that you were too I think we have to told, yeah, but we might as well talk about it again. Go ahead. Yeah, we were... First of all, it took us so long to actually be able to figure out how to record it because we were complete noobs back then. And we use this program on Skype called Hot Recorder, which lets you just record the conversation that you're listening to, that you're in. And at the beginning, uh, Andrew tried to start off the show, like, probably five or six times. And we kept laughing and, like, I don't know. And finally, I was just like, I'm doing it. And then I did it. (laughs) And I sound... I I was 15 when that episode was recorded. Oh, no way. That's crazy. I think you sound pretty similar still. Like, your voice hasn't changed or anything. Neither, neither is yours, Andrew. Not at all. Mine has. Yeah, Ben, you've got more bassy. <laughs> but it's funny because we had it so, like, planned out. It was so, so scripted. Like, you know, we have a plan still. But it was like, I I had, and I, I want to find these and, like, scan them and put them online. Like, I had pages of notes I made for the episodes of like stuff I wanted to go through and right there where we paused the episode where you were like, Andrew and Kevin, what do you guys think of this? I, I, I remember just like reading off my notes. Well, here's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, good times. It's always fun to hear that first episode to see how far we've come. And people email us frequently, you know, they, they love, you know, listening to the old episodes to see what we sound like, sounded like then. And we're, we're kind of like we're kind of like the Harry Potter movies. Like episode one is like Sorcerer's yeah, Stone. Yeah, yeah. Now we're <laughs> now we're Half Blood Prince. We're just developing. Um, now it's time for a fun segment everyone loves. It's called Make the Music Connection. Jamie, as you remember, you envi- uh, originally came up with this segment, you know, but it was Make the Connection. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. Now we're doing Make the Music Connection. I know. I haven't been gone that long. I know this. No, I know. I'm just reminding all our listeners. So, who wants to go first? I have some very popular songs. These are very popular on the radio right now. And how this works. Well, we got to relate it back to Harry Potter. Yeah, right? or where you would include it in a scene in one of the films, maybe. Or, yeah, just make some sort of connection to Harry Potter. Can I go first? Uh, sure. And, Jamie, I have a special one for you. We all know you're fans of Cas- Cas- Cascada. Oh, oh is this going to be Evacuate the Dance Floor? Yes, they have a new single out called Evacuate the Dance Floor. And uh, here we go. It's, uh, we're going to sort of cut ahead to uh, the lyrical part of it, if you can even call it that. On, so uh, here we go, Jamie. All right. Come on and evacuate to the club 
Alright, this, this is a challenge song, Jamie. Make the connection. I think I got it. I think it would be the really? rumor requirement when Harry's teaching them all to do spells, and like he's like he's like, "Come on, guys, let's kick some ass!" And then he just kicks in, and then then they're just like throwing spells everywhere, and he's like, "Go, guys!" And then like he just goes all beastly, and then, and and then like the camera pans up, and it can't pans down, and they're all dancing, and like ev- and then everyone's going mad. Have you guys oh, cool. ever seen Bruce Lee? Um, Dragon the Bruce Lee story. No. Okay, basically what happens is 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 like he fights this night thing, this demon thing, and he'll just be like walking around being normal, and then suddenly like stuff will start shaking, and this demon will come in and he'll fight it. Then he'll like jump up and it'll go back to normal, and everyone will be staring at him like he's mad, like like you know because he he's to them he's just gone crazy or, or whatever. And I right. think like it will go down, and everyone will just be being absolutely crazy, dancing about, jumping about, like firing sparks into the air. And <laughs> the song will cut out, and then and then they'd just be practicing spells, and Harry would just be like, well done, guys. <laughs> I think that's really good. Thanks. <laughs> uh, that's like the first time I've listened to that song. It's I actually like it. Do you like that song? It, it's pretty decent. I don't think it's as good as Every Time We Touch, but no, it's okay. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Ben or Micah, which one? Which one do you want to go next? I'll go. Okay, uh, this is another popular song right now. Ben, is this Lady Gaga? No, no. I make some good girls go bad. I make some good girls go. Good girls go bad. Good go- girls go bad by Cobra Starship. Alright, make the connection. So, uh, you, you know this song? Yeah, I know that song. Um, wow. I'm terrible at this game. Good girls care. I'll read you some lyrics to assist you. I make them good girls go bad. Good <laughs> girls go bad. Good girls go bad. Is that what you I know do, your man? type. <laughs> I know your type. Your daddy's little girl. Just take a bite. Let me shake up your world. Ben Bennett. Um, can I? Yeah. I, what, Jamie? I was, was going to give you. A, yeah. I was going to say perhaps when Hermione punches Malfoy, like kind of. There you go. Try, yeah, because she's try going back. Oh, you know, try, try and work that in, maybe. She was so so shy till I drove her wild. It's good, Hermione. I was going to say it could be uh, McClagan's theme song. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's decent. That yeah. would be good, especially like on the Quidditch pitch. If, if, if uh, like that yeah, song Jamie, what did you playing. think about that? Do you think there was a little uh, in- innuendo <laughs> in those scenes? What do you mean when during Quidditch? Like when? Give me an example. Or, 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 or how about when McClagan sticks his finger in his mouth and is staring at Hermione during? Slug oh Lord's yeah, party. yeah, yeah. That, that was that was ridiculous. That was absolutely ridiculous. But then Cormac McClagan just seemed kind of like he just strolled on, did his bit, and left. Like there wasn't really any depth to his character. Like I'm sure there couldn't really be considering his part. But yeah, that was just like. And then Hermione like 
looking all flustered, like, oh, how could he do that? He's disgusting, right. you know. Yeah, that was stupid. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Sticking his finger in his mouth. Cuh. All right, good job, guys. Um, all right, and Micah, here's one uh, for you. Another big song. I know, I know, I know. You're personally you 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 personally are a big fan of the song, so. Bro, this is a uh, I got a feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. Very hot song right now. No, 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 no. Um, I think I think that fits uh, perfectly when uh, well, this is a song that they would put on the on the radio in the Ford Anglia, <laughs> either when Harry escapes from the Dursleys or when they're on their way. Yeah, to that's awesome. That's yeah, perfect. That's good. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's very good. Good job, Ben. You've redeemed yourself. I know. I stole Micah's. No, I'm sorry, a- Micah, but you, you kind of have to. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're even now. I had to get you back. You yeah. got you got <laughs> me. I got to say. Okay, uh, Jamie, it's time for a British joke. The fans love your British joke. <laughs> Don't build it up. And we're, well, Jamie, we're Jamie, so Jamie is a British joke. <laughs> uh, that's kind of mean. <laughs> that is a bit harsh, man. <laughs> All right. I, I can't remember if I've said this one. I hope I haven't. My apologies if I have. But... Um, did you know that people in Dubai don't like the Flintstones? No, why is that? Well, no, no, they don't like them there, but the people in Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good oh. one, good one. Oh, <laughs> wow! Thank you, Jamie, for that. No, it's all right. It took a minute to register. Can I? Can I? Can I read the chicken poop? Yes. Uh, <laughs> tonight's chicken poop. <laughs> uh, to wrap up the show today, we have chicken soup or chicken poop. And uh, go ahead, Ben. Read it for us all. This comes from Emily Newberger from Lake Forest, Illinois. She is 15 years old. And she writes, Hi, Mugglecasters. Now, this chicken soup isn't about me having some kind of terminal illness or anyone dying, but I still feel like you guys have helped me anyway. I'm very interested in theater, and to be good at it, I have to practice a lot. But three hour practice between three-hour practices every day, multiple dance classes, voice and acting lessons, choir and band practice, and tournaments with the acting team at my high school, I hardly have any time to myself. I also try and maintain straight A's, or as close as I can get. Sometimes this is just too much, and I find myself giving up the things I love. I've loved Harry Potter since I was six, and I'd be devastated if I felt like I couldn't keep up with all the news in the fandom. Your podcast is great. Easy way for me to have have some more HP in my life without having to spend so much time online, etc. You have also helped you also helped me calm down after my hectic days. I can listen to Mugglecast without giving up too much time and I don't feel as stressed out. Thanks for having such a great high quality podcast with great discussions. You you guys really keep me sane sometimes. Emily. Oh well thank you Emily for that. That was a very nice message. Don't you guys love the chicken soups? I do. I, I need some chicken soup right now, dude. Like, I'm literally? Sick. I have these allergies. Yeah. I don't even know. Like You should fly out and bring that's me That's a weird segment, though, because I just didn't know where it came from. I know it's on what some... What do you mean? What, chicken yeah, soup? Yeah, well, I know it's on some American show where the host is, you know, something well, no, or something. They're a book... Uh, it's a book series. Uh, like, they're chicken soup books, like chicken soup for the teenage soul, chicken soup for the... Uh, for the... 
single parent soul. Like, you know, they appeal to different groups of people. Anyway, uh. so that's where it came from. <laughs> Let's remind everybody about our contact information before we let you go. If, if I did that just for you, Jamie. If, um, no, in all seriousness, uh, if you would like to send, uh, something to our P.O. Box, the address is P.O. Box 1752, Cumming, Georgia, 30028, and just address it to MuggleCast. Um, also, you can, uh, visit MuggleCast.com and click on contact for our handy feedback form to send in feedback or email any one of us at, uh, our first name at staff.mugglenet.com. We also have uh, the variety of community outlet links on the right side of MuggleCast.com to subscribe to us on Twitter, uh, or sorry, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on iTunes, or fan us on Facebook. It, uh, you can also vote for us once a month at Podcast Alley, or visit the other parts of our site, or uh, you know, our community. We have a MySpace, a YouTube channel, a uh, Frapper page, a Last.fm channel to see what other MuggleCast fans are listening to, and also the fan listing in the forums, which are located at MuggleCastFan.net. So again, just go to MuggleCast.com for all those links and a lot, a lot more. Mike, could you have a transcript update real quick? There's been a lot of transcripts added lately, hasn't there? There have been. Um, just that we're continuing to post as we get more. I mean, I can't really tell you what new episodes have been added lately, but uh, we're doing our best to get caught up, and everyone's working really hard, so kudos to them. How far behind are we? Not very far. Not, fa- not far. Just about six episodes. The transcripts page is very impressive. You scroll down it and you see links to all of our episodes transcribed. Every single word of mine. I could say right now anything. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Train. <laughs> what, do they just transcribe the songs Pickles. too during Make the Music Connection? No, they'll just like the they'll so- just say that it that the song was played. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if somebody has to sit there and transcribe no. the lyrics, I would, I would feel bad. Somebody has to, here we come. Here yeah. we go. We got to Pause. Okay, here we come. Here we go. But you definitely talk the most when I'm going through and coding it. You or Eric. It's usually a toss-up between the two of you. Well, I am the hostess with the most yeah. of so. Well, this this is the Anderson. And Friends, it is not. Right? We all talked very uh, equally yeah. this episode. Yes, it's Andrew Sims and Friends. MuggleCast with Andrew Sims and Friends. <laughs> friends. I'm not your friend. <laughs> Business partners. My, my nephew, my nephew seven, just walked in the room and he wants to be on the podcast. Oh, so. sure. Let's say hi to him. Say hi. Say hi, Dakota. Hi! Ben, he's been on the show for a while. I remember the days when you were like, oh, Dakota's here. I gotta quiet them down before we start recording. Yeah. Remember this time? He's a little punk. Oh. He's a little punk. He has a girlfriend. Oh, wow. No way. Yeah, How old I she? don't even have a girlfriend. Yeah. She she's ten. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> no, she's oh, she's a same cougar. Oh, that's that's cute. Cougar. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. It's been a really fun show. Thank you for all your support over the years. Uh, it's been a privilege to speak to you all. You guys too, Ben, Micah, Jamie, and uh, yeah. So thanks everyone for listening. Once thanks, again, I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Ben Shane. And I'm Mike Tannenbaum. We'll see you next time for episode 179. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.